Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 154. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you for lending me your ear holes and attention spans for the next 40 minutes or so. I was thinking about the art of podcasting lately, and are us podcasters so desperate to be heard (laughs) that we sit in tiny rooms by ourselves talking to a microphone in hopes that someone is listening to us on the other side? But of course... For this podcast, you're not really listening to hear me blabber. You are listening to hear the interesting guests that we have on this podcast and the conversations that I have with them. And that's part of the reason why I do it too. In fact, I find kind of the strangest, oddest part of doing this podcast is these intros where I'm just here talking to myself because I don't really know how I sound. And sometimes I actually hate listening back to it because I think I sound weird. (laughs) And actually speaking of one-man productions this past week, On Sunday, I went to go see Bono's one-man show, as in the Bono of U2. And I guess it's like a one-man show, but basically he just put out a book, or actually a memoir, and he's doing like a series of shows where he's telling stories from the book, and he sings songs in between. Um, And it's not exactly one man, because he does have a couple backup musicians. And he even does like a bit of acting and interaction. And it was phenomenal, and... I'm really glad I went. I ended up just getting tickets the the day of. And I would have been so sorry if I didn't go because um, I, if you've listened to this podcast, you know U2 is my all-time favorite band. No music stirs me emotionally the way U2 music does. And in my opinion, Bono is like the rock star of my life experience anyways. And this was like a, a very interesting chance to kind of get to see a different side of him and, and get to know a little bit about the person behind the rock star. It was just so well done and phenomenal. And he's just a fantastic storyteller. So I would say if you get a chance, go see it. But I think there's only like a handful of dates across the next week or so. And I don't know if he's going to extend it later. But definitely check out the book because, again, saying the stories are absolutely fantastic. If you are a YouTube fan at all, even if you're not, it is so interesting. And so, yeah, there's my little fanboy excerpt of the, of the podcast. But moving into today's episode, I actually had the fantastic opportunity to interview a very interesting and inspirational guest. She is considered one of Canada's top 25 singers of all time, of all time. She is dubbed Canada's queen of R&B soul. We've got Miss Julie Black right here on the Adamantium podcast. And I'm so excited to share this episode with you guys. I was so lucky to get some time with Julie. I actually met up with her at a venue in Richmond Hill where she was giving a motivational speech and a performance. And I was there a little bit early, so I got to watch Julie sound check and warm up a bit, which was a real treat uh, before we did the podcast. And Julie is just like a real positive energy, a real light, and she's just she's just pleasant to be around. And then you throw on top of that the amount of talent she has. And if by chance you are new to Julie Black's music, let's do the Adamantium Recommend segment. So that's where I recommend five songs that you could check out before or after the interview. And so I always like to start off with something new. And Julie has just released her first full-length album in almost a decade. It's called Three Rocks and a Slingshot. And from that album, I'm going to recommend the song Half Empty. 
Then going back to her 2009 album, The Black Book, I recommend the song Running. And then from her classic album, Revival, from 2007, I'm going to recommend the song Seven Day Fool and the song Until I Stay. And lastly, from her 2005 album, This Is Me, I'm going to recommend the song Sweat of Your Brow. And that is it. So if you are a Julie Black fan that is tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, obviously you know all those songs. They're pretty much Julie Black's greatest hits. I want to thank you so much for choosing to listen today, and I hope that you will enjoy the interview enough that you will choose to listen again sometime. So if you please, hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcast. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We are on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. But you can also find us simply by searching The Adamantium Podcast. All right, and let's just keep things moving right along into today's episode. So here we are, episode 154 of the Adamantium Podcast featuring Julie Black. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Smile at someone today. Give them a high five or a handshake. Just try and be good to others because God knows we could use it in this world today. God bless you all. Be well, and we'll see you back here again real soon. First of all, again, thank you so, so much for taking some time. You are a real inspirational person, so I really love that you, you. took some time to, to do uh, do this interview. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Um, so, really, I mean, most exciting thing right now, you got this new album that just came out, and the first album in uh, over a decade. Well, the first, like... Um, full album. Full album full that's album. streaming. No, I did a full album in 2015 called okay. The LP. So okay. Prince was on tour way back when, God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. And he had a CD that he only... Um, sold at his shows. Okay. And I'm like, I like that idea. So I actually have one called the LP. Okay, that you that, only did at shows. Yeah, I printed like about 5,000 copies. That, and are those songs still exclusive to that release? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's really cool. Those are those will be a collector's item one day. Totally, totally. So Prince did that? Prince did that, yeah. Really cool. Did you ever get a chance to see Prince? or? I did. I sang yeah. at his uh, private really? party. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. That's I know, a right? real honor right there. Look at me. Yeah. I saw Prince once and it blew me away. Blew me away. That little man with yeah. so much power. I got a, actually, one of his guitarists did this podcast. Mm. I can't remember her name now off the top of my head, but... Yeah. Phenomenal! Like to play for Prince, you have to be a like he just calls everything on the fly. Yeah, there's no set list, is what I heard, and yeah. that's as I play the drums. But like uh, as a musician, that would freak me out to be able to, you know, yeah. you can't prepare for that. But okay, Love so it. we we got the we got the album the the, the first one in, yes. in a long time, anyways. And one thing that I that I I found really interesting it was a quote that I found. You said that releasing this album, you were releasing a fear of failure. Uh, that held you captive a day too long. Mm-hmm. And I find that as someone, you come off as someone with so much confidence that um, even for someone like you to feel that way, tell me a little bit about the meaning. The, the title of the album is Three Rocks and a Slingshot. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about the meaning behind the title and what this collection of song means to you. So it's interesting because some people will compare fear and confidence Mm -hmm. and really it was more so an absence of certainty that this music is going to be received Mm -hmm. the way I wanted it to be received okay so confidence is for me confidence is like water it flows it's there all Mm -hmm. the time 
it, but like a holes, you could bend it and sometimes mm. not access it. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And so with, with three rocks and a slingshot, it's an ode to David and Goliath. And really, I knew that if I could move out of my own way and mm-hmm. just load up my slingshot with some, a little more faith, mm-hmm. a little more you know, resilience, um, fearing less, not being fearless, but fearing less. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Then it will be the law of allowance will set in and I'll have a good time. You know, and I heard you say something in the sound check that was really, I actually wrote it in my phone in case I forgot it. And that was that uh, there's a girl inside this woman and sometimes we forget that we're queens. Yes. You know, and that kind of, it kind of reminded me of that quote too, you know. 100%. Um, so tell me a little bit what this collection of songs means to you. Yeah, so I'm blushing because I, when I first started writing this album, mm-hmm. um, I was in this relationship, situationship, mm-hmm. unrelationship yeah, right. thing, okay. right? And so it was really, and I, I tell people, like, it's a diary entry. Like, the whole thing is like my mm-hmm. diary. However, right. throughout the process, I was healing more and more mm-hmm. and more. It's like, being afraid. Fool, fool, yeah. Like, okay, I'm not, okay, no, no. I come, I've came, come to my senses. Oh, I kind of like this bad boy. Like, what's really going on? Right. You know, let me call on Jesus because I need to make a decision. Make a decision. Yeah. Oh, was this imaginary? Is this really in my head? Was this even a relationship? So this whole thing ties together, and is in in summary, it's like, huh? I just really needed to choose Julie. Mm-hmm. Just choose Julie and, and be unafraid to be hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I think so put many put yourself first. Put yourself bit. first and and take just bet on love regardless mm-hmm. of the outcome. Yeah. Right. And so you know, is writing music therapeutic? To you, do you find it therapeutic? Writing music is very, um, it's very therapeutic. It's also very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You, you just have to, you're very exposed. Because mm-hmm. you mentioned like the, the album's almost like a diary. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people writing a diary is therapeutic. It's private, it's yeah, sacred. Of course. And so then is there a nervousness, is the nervousness coming from putting your feelings out to, to the public, to mm. people? Oh is no, that... my whole life, I'm pretty, yeah. I'm a vulnerable brand <laughs> and uh, people yeah. know me to tell everything. Okay. The difference is, this is the first time, I'm blushing, wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I actually made it an audible that these stories are mine. Okay. Because I, I write for other people too. Yeah, right. So, you know what I mean? So this is like, okay, this song I wrote for so-and-so, or this could have been, mm-hmm. but these songs are my true stories. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Have, has there ever been an occasion where you you wrote a song for somebody and it, it, it felt, you know, you're like, maybe I should, that should have been for me. You know, that was... Uh, yeah, well, one yeah. song, the song I wrote for Destiny's Child was off yeah. of the, waiting to, the, sorry, the Fighting to Temptation soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, fighting to fighting to, fighting was the song that you fighting to fighting fighting temptations. Well, I'm thinking of waiting to exhale and fighting temptations. Anyway, um, it was called I Know. Okay. And I wrote it on my guitar. People don't know I do play a little guitar. Okay. Uh, in my bedroom, and um, I actually saw this. It was it was the era of um, of the Teen Mom, the MTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of those shows. Yeah. And I just heard the story about this young mom kind of mm-hmm. going through it and blah 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 and so I just kind of wrote a story about it and, yeah. and, and then my producers at the time the Soul Diggers they were working with Missy Elliott working with mm-hmm. Beyonce and uh, I sent them the demo and they happened to play it when Beyonce was in the studio Right. and she's like I love that song I would love that for the group and it just happened Okay. you know what I mean I was like ah okay so anyway I would have probably kept that song for myself okay. well I mean if anyone to 
if anyone to play it, how like who could who better could you ask for? I you know. know. Um, so why now did this now did this feel like a good time to put something out? Because of this relationship or that? Oh no! Right now, it, you see, it's five years since my mom passed away. Okay. And it's it's interesting because I started writing the album a year before she passed. Twenty sixteen okay. was the first the first song was written in twenty sixteen. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Six years ago. Okay. What song was that one? That was half empty. Half empty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go figure. And that song, I was like, no matter how that song stays, it had to stay. And so, what triggered the writing of that song? The, the your mom not being well, or no, being I really at an intersection. I was at an intersection of my life. Okay. I've given everything I had, I gave all I had mm-hmm. to this relationship, this person, but it wasn't giving enough to myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting being a little glass half full, half empty. It was like being half empty, that's mm-hmm. that's all That's all the way empty. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I, uh, I just realized that I had to, sorry, let me say that, but say that again. I realized that there's, there's get to versus got to. Yeah. And I was in a headspace where I gotta put up, I got to, got to, got to. That gave me anxiety okay. and actually paralyzed me from mm. even doing anything. Okay. But when I changed my mindset, though, I, you know what? Like I get to make music. Like, this right. is this is this is my this is work. Yeah. Like this is purpose. This is passion. Like this is what I do for a living. Yeah. It's a privilege. Yeah. It changed everything. Okay. Changed everything. I attracted different songwriters that I always wanted to work with. Um, Canadian writers, a guy named Kareem James, Luther Brown, who I've known mm. since I was like in grade six, who I didn't know was a songwriter. Uh. And he came to the studio and started adding lyrics and melodies. So it ended up being this real therapeutic session for all of us. So the way we wrote a lot of the songs was like, tell me about this, tell me, just tell me, what, has, have you ever go through this? Mm-hmm. You ever been through that? You ever. You know what I mean? And there he was, said this? To yeah, you? The, okay. everybody in the space. Yeah. And, you know, there are people of, of all walks of life, all yeah. gender, all preferences. So it was like, mm-hmm. this isn't gay, straight. It didn't matter. It's like, yeah. this is the human experience. Mm-hmm. We start to realize, yo, all of these experiences are the human experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? It's funny. Like, I had literally the next thing I was going to ask, half empty, was uh, to me was a standout when I was listening through the album. And, Thank you. Um, there's so much power and, and raw energy in that song, both in the lyrics but in the vocal performance. Mm-hmm. So t- it must have it must have taken a lot of energy to craft this song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no. So let me tell you. So, so you know what? Yeah. You know what? Like, it was like having a good cry. Okay. And then the, like the reset. Then the release. Yeah, that release okay. reset after the cry. Okay. So I sang that in one take. Okay. Like wow. all the verses. I turned off the lights. Like I knew, I knew the song that well. It didn't. Okay. It wasn't like a, it wasn't even about memorizing. Mm-hmm. Sat, wrote it, and if you listen to the lyrics, there's a lot of repetition. Yeah. And yeah. the first verse, basically, I sing it twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I just knew this was the, this was like the final conversation. Okay. I give it. I give it. I was just like, like I'm, I'm, hey, I'm gonna say this to you. Yeah. And I'm leaving. Okay. And that's that's how it was delivered. And then and then it, it like you know like. It's, I felt it when I when I heard it, but you know it feels like you you got it you got back what you put into it because I mean it almost immediately it went number one on yeah it yeah top twenty in all genres that must have been so you know uh, gratifying oh my Could god you imagine it would it would do something like this like in this day and age with streaming being so crowded like being you yes, know what I mean yeah, like yeah. it's it's crowded mm-hmm. on these platforms it is. And you just never know, right? Mm-hmm. And so we weren't chasing the charts, but when it happened, 
I cried. Mm-hmm. I cried because I remember being with Universal Music and us going top 10 and top 40. And then, you know, the team was kind of looking at the charts. I never watched the charts. Yeah. When you're doing it on your own. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, you it's know. kind of nice too because you're not you're not chasing it. Mm-hmm. But if it happens. We'll take it. Yeah. That's, we'll <laughs> that's take it. it. The, the plaque has been ordered. You know, I forget who told me that. But someone told me that. They're like, if, you know, I think when you're making music, you can't chase that. No. You know, the, the rate, whatever. But if it happens, fantastic. Hello. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Look at those athletes. They're millionaires, right. gazillionaires. They still want a ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Think about it. Yeah. They you don't need it to to make the money. No. But, but if you get it. Super Bowl. That's the you're the winner. You know what yeah, I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That's it. Uh, I mean, speaking of which, uh, you know, I read this article today in 2019. You were picked as a top 25, uh, what is it, top 25 Canadian singers ever, ever. <laughs> ever. You know, this, I mean, you are obviously a multi-million, uh, one in a multi-million talent. Thank you. But to be put at 25 of all time. Hello. Like, right. Hello, yeah. That's it. What to, and, and also to be dubbed the queen of, Canada's queen of R&B soul. Like, yeah. what does it mean to you to, now Now your country has recognized you as this talent. What does, what does that say, what does that feel in <sighs> Um, the, the, it took a while for me to embrace the whole Candace Queen of R&B soul okay. I still feel weird yeah. even though I have a song queen I wrote yeah. the song right um, I think that's my culture just being like my mom and my dad my mom more so would be like listen you know ambition education your, your pretty face is, you know don't worry about your pretty face like she's alright pretty voice like she just really is like she really trained me to, to understand that we're all equal. Yeah, yeah. And so when you hear queen, it starts, you right. sometimes it's like, oh, my, you know what I mean? Better than. Um, but I start to, I use that as a way to um, encourage and inspire, mm. you know, other humans to be like, you know what, if you, you feel, you could feel regal and important and powerful and royal, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just, you, you could declare it. And so I was super honored, still am. Mm-hmm. And then as far as um, top Top 25 singers of all time yeah. in Canada. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I've been singing since I was three years old. Yeah. And I realized I could sing well at six. Okay. In church. Like, real, I knew I was special. I got, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think about Joni Mitchell, a lot of people on the list, Celine, there's, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yes, I am. Own it. Yeah. That's own it. that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I mean, you already mentioned, like, the, you know, writing for people like Destiny's Child or... Noss, I think, was mm-hmm. born Sean Paul, mm-hmm. and performing. You've performed with anyone from Elton John. Yeah. And, and do you still get performance jitters? Hell Does, yeah! Yeah, yeah. What yeah. stuff still makes you nervous? Yeah, yes. Yesterday, you know, okay. we filmed the Marilyn Dennis show with the band first time yeah, in yeah. years, and uh, I felt like super butterfly. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh. And I was like, I'm grounded. I mean, yeah. I'm still in this for the right reasons. Okay. So if I don't get the butterfly, the jitters, then you know something's missing. Yeah, for you. yeah, something's okay. missing for me. Yeah, okay. I need to just really put, put, put my two feet on the ground. Right. Mm. And you don't come off as me as the type of person who's like, okay, I've, you know, I've accomplished this. You know, I was reading through your bio, and I was I was exhausted just reading it. Like, the. <laughs> the amount that you've done in this lifetime is like any one of those things someone would feel accomplished in this yeah. life. But you don't come off as me as a person. Okay, I've done it. That's good. You know. There's so always, I haven't, hit, there's my, I haven't more. hit my goals yet. I haven't yes. hit my highest my highest dreams yet. Okay. So what? what tell me. Dreams. Tell me about your highest dreams. My highest so. dreams is sell out arenas to okay. tour the world. I've seen the world, but to tour the world is like headlining, like the Julie Black, Julie Black. tour. Okay. Yeah, like Beyonce's doing Renaissance. Like you know what I mean. Today I came up with the name. It was. Uh, um, it's, a, it's the royalty tour, but what did I say to my cousin? 
Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, I have it in my phone. I wrote it okay. down. Um, but yeah, just to, to headline my own, like sell out the sell out the Rogers Center, yeah. go to Arena, Madison Square Garden, Carnegie Hall. Like there's venues, massive right. that I want to sell out. You have a couple dreams. I have some dreams. Yeah. yeah, I still want to win my Grammys. Yeah, I'm an actor, so Oscars, okay. Emmys. You know, I'm a Can- I, I want all the Canadian awards to be like an EGOT or whatever. Right. The and Canadian EGOT. The Canadian yeah. EGOT. Yeah. The Canadian EGOT. No, I'm <laughs> grateful. Um, but I realized that I started to dim my light and not think that those awards mm. meant anything. Right. You know what I mean? Especially because I've experienced, you know, caring for my mom and her mm. passing away and my like mm-hmm. I had a lot of lot of loss in my lifetime, mm-hmm. right? The three siblings passed away, my mom, etc. Right, so there's people like, why would you want a trophy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I realized, just like we're talking about with the sports, it's like you know, this is my sport. Mm-hmm. I'm an I'm Your a beautiful athlete. Yeah. yeah, right. And so, I just the the. My imagination went dark, mm-hmm. and everything lives in your imagination. If you can't see it in your mind's eye, mm-hmm. then you, yeah, I think it's and sometimes time to... it takes those moments, you know. Yeah. And of course, obviously, something as heavy as a passing of a family. Mm-hmm. I know my lost my dad myself. Oh, you did my condolences. Did. Thank you, thank yeah. you. And and it does, but it also, you know, it takes that time to obviously grieve. But then sometimes it gives you that motivational, oh. you know, because now there's. You know, yeah, it it's a club. That, yeah, it is a club. You know, and and you know, I now I'm even more eager to make my dad proud. That's you know? right. I know where he is, so that's you know, right. It makes me more eager for him to watch from there. Now he sees everything. Yeah. So I told my mom, I said, "Mom, yeah. now you see everything. So stay out my bedroom." Yeah, <laughs> that's you true. know, listen. Yeah, don't be everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I think they know that too. So <laughs> that's it. Right. Um, is there anyone you still desire to to work with? And I mean, I said there's there's a list. There's Alicia Keys. There's yeah. There's, so uh, as, you know, you know, when you have a twenty plus year career, um, the list can be long. Like there's others that maybe their list may not be as extensive. I'm very ambitious, very mm-hmm. driven. But I also realize that being a pioneer mm-hmm. um, and a trailblazer, a lot of those things were because of sheer necessity. Mm-hmm. That okay, well, what's next? Mm-hmm. I'm a black woman born and raised in Canada. Black music in Canada is still, you know, on, on, its, on its rise yeah, as yeah. far as in Canada, mm-hmm. right? And then black women. So yeah. now people are like, okay, The weekend and Drake and the world stage, I get it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Deborah's still on the world stage, but there still hasn't been that woman, that black woman okay. to be like rock star, mm-hmm. Tina okay. Turner, Beyonce. Right. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? That's yeah. the slot. That's the mantle I'm coming for. All right. Yeah. That's what you're, what about, what about. Because then I could impact change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What about, um, you know, what if you came across someone 16, 17 years mm-hmm. old and you see that in them? Like I see you, it in them. I see Savannah Ray. Okay. Lila Day, you know, Jesse Reyes is doing it. Yeah. I see it in them. Of course okay. I see it in them. Right? But mm-hmm. I have to keep seeing it in me. You're right. That's it. Yeah. That's the thing because some people have been Hall of Fame, pun intended, you know, I've been Hall of Fame. I got a mm-hmm. star on the walk of fame. Yeah. I said, I'm just getting started. Yeah. Like, actually. There's more. There's more still to Yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. Like, like Tom Brady. I'm the Tom Brady. You want to be, yeah. I'm the Tom Brady. You're not ready. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, how does your faith play into your career? How oh. do you... Good Tell question. me about that. Yeah. Good, great question. So, I was raised in a Christian household. Mm-hmm. I was taught about faith. Mm-hmm. But I didn't learn it or understand it until I went through hitting rock bottom myself. Mm-hmm. And now five years later, uh, with my mom not being here, understanding that it has to be another power. It has to be my faith mm-hmm. that's carrying me through some sort of belief system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I moved away from religion. 
and I focus more on the relationship. Like, okay. yeah, because the relationship is love. Yes, that's that's what it's all about, mm-hmm. love. And sometimes the the semantics and the whole the practicing religion mm-hmm. could cause separation. I, like, I I actually couldn't agree more. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, and so um, there are times. Trust me, I talk to God like, yo, this is your problem. You need to mm-hmm. fix this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times He doesn't fix it like when I want Him to or what you know. Uh, but lately, like I'm talking, like I'm feeling it so excited because I'm I'm like a manifester. Okay. Like net level manifester. Okay. And before I wouldn't even necessarily speak about that out loud because it was kind of like against my faith. So I had to unlearn because right. mm-hmm. I think it's that new age that quantum physics and blah blah blah. And it's like, oh, you're gonna go burn in hell. Like, I got to like unlearn all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now like the power of words, thoughts become things. What you believe mm-hmm. is what you become, and it's it is the truth. Mm-hmm. It is. It is the law, like gravity, mm-hmm. and I'm proving it. I've proven it, time and time again. There's, uh, I think it's the the, the the next single too. The, there's a time a song on the album called "Time for Jesus." That's right. And it talks about kind of the battle between human desire and humans or human success mm-hmm. and and being faithfully grounded. Mm-hmm. What what was inspiring you to write that song? Yeah. So, um, true story. It's like, you know, becoming um getting more popular for my personality and brand mm-hmm. um, I was becoming more popular around my personality my TV personality mm-hmm. etc and acting and then there were people saying like okay so so what are you like what are you trying to do now mm-hmm. and it had me questioning myself okay right like okay so if I have this thing on TikTok or on my Instagram mm-hmm. is that if, if by now antichrist Mm. Am I now going to go burn in hell? Am I now, you know, not representing the faith? And so it was really just asking my, it was like my own conscience. Mm-hmm. Just asking myself these questions. Is it, I mean, it's easy with success, it's easy to get distracted by that success. And did you ever feel d- d- distracted or, you know, you were? The only area that I've, that I've ever been distracted yeah. is in my personal life. Okay. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> so, um, that's usually where it comes from. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. the en- that's like the entry point. Yeah. Um, my career, my music, all the business stuff I do, no, no distraction. Matters of the heart. Yeah. That's been a problem. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it mostly is for people. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, but now, now I'm on the I'm on the other side of it, man. I'm, Good. I'm like I'd love to hear walking it. on water. Yeah. Like Peter. So tell me about too. You you have a lot of other passions that you. And one thing I thought was really cool is you run a couple of these health initiatives. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about 100 Strong and Sexy and yeah. the power of Steph. Tell yes. Me about 100 Strong and Sexy. We are First, it started as restoring faith in female friendships. Okay. So a lot of women will be like, women are catty. I'm mm-hmm. the only girl in the all-guy crew. I don't hang with women. It's like, okay, no, no. I, I used to say it to them, like, okay, no, I'm the problem. Okay. Let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. Right? And so after mom... I was like, you know, I really need to be surrounded by a, a group of women that's going to actually, like, protect me. I tend mm-hmm. to be the protector. I tend to be the one that's providing ointment with music or, I'm the, you know, the healer or this type. But I often say, like, who's the doctor's doctor? Who's mm-hmm. the lawyer's lawyer? Who's the dentist's dentist, right? Yeah. And I, I needed that for myself. Yeah. And so I went on this journey because I really, you know, I was vegan for, like, four years and this whole fitness. And I was like, it was really cosmetic and it ended up being, like, I was looking amazing, but not feeling amazing, mm. right? Spiritually, emotionally, yeah, okay. like health-wise, I felt great. I love being plant-based, but I was like, 
trying on the inside. Mm. And so I needed community. Okay. And so um, our mission statement is unity is our strength and community is mm. our currency. Okay. And when you could surround yourself and be a part of various communities where this one is building organically, mm. you know, all walks of life. And it's just like meeting at an intersection where we could truly be vulnerable mm. and share. And um, so it's been amazing. It's been four years and this so much. Like, it's like I'm at a loss for words with 100 Strong and Sexy because I didn't, I didn't, I went on a 100 day journey that turned right. out to be four years. Right. And counting over a thousand women and girls gone through the program. No, no. Is it still going? Still it's going, yeah. We're about to wrap up on November 6th, cycle 13. Wow. Yeah, we do 100 day cycle. And that's something too, like to be, I mean, you can be just as proud of that as you can about it. Ones, yeah, absolutely. You know, like that's that's legacy. That's really touched these people. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's it would explain to me what the power of set is. Oh, that's, the power of set. Is that something you started during the yeah. pandemic? Arts and entertainment yeah. closed. Right. No stages. Mm-hmm. Nothing anymore. Gyms closed. You got to find a way to focus that. Right. And so I always worked out, but then mm-hmm. I, I I ran into this guy named uh, Phil Phil Whedon. He's from Cleveland. Okay. And he started an organization called Extreme Hip Hop with Phil. Okay. And I followed him on YouTube, and it was like. Like acrobatics, like they're doing all these mm-hmm. crazy moves on the step board, like the old school yeah, aerobic yeah, step rope, board. Yeah. yeah, so I got certified. Okay, I got certified and I launched the business, the Power yeah. Step, launched it virtually, and then now I'm doing my first ever um, step competition. Like, so you think you okay. can't? Yeah, yeah, different teams have entered. You're hosting it, I'm hosting it. Okay, yeah, teams have entered, and we're okay. gonna judge and hold up the sign. And amazing, yeah, it's great, yeah, phenomenal. Tell me about one of your most, I mean, not most, but one of the most memorable experiences you've had as a, as a philanthropist. Ooh. I'm going to go, if I go off of impulse, I'm going to go uh, back to going to Bangladesh. Okay. With Much Music back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did, I was part of a documentary called Behind the Threads. Okay. And we had like hidden camera. This is way before social media and all this. Right, stuff. Like, yeah. Hidden camera into the sweatshops. Okay. Yeah. And you know the garment workers, mm-hmm. and it really had me start to look at my my tags mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Where are these things being made? Do these women know how to read? A lot of them did not read. Didn't know how old they were. Mm-hmm. There were they, birth records were taken. Like it was oh. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But then I um, there's a young lady named Cabrun, and um, I just got really close to their family and mm-hmm. stayed in touch. And like a hundred bucks US covered mm. their everything for six months. <laughs> they were making fifteen dollars a month. Wow. Yeah. Right. So just to get her, right, we would write letters, and she went to school, and then mm-hmm. Oxfam helped them, helped her get out of the sweatshops, and so mm-hmm. felt really good. Amazing. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable to think what some people, what we have here, and what some people live off. Listen. Uh, yeah. I was in uh, I was in Uganda last year. Okay. Yeah, I went. I, I went originally. I went and climbed Kilimanjaro. You did. I did. Yes. And yeah, did you do it on like some people do it fast and there's fast. No, and slow. you know, I'd never done something like that before. So <laughs> okay. I was like, nope, take me whatever pace you think. Yeah, I'm how long did it take? Six days or something. Okay. Like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't probably need to take that long, but they want you to acclimatize to the yeah. altitude or whatever. And I still got sick at the top. That's what I was wondering. Like, if yeah, you... Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I threw up all over the place. Oh so. my god, but you did it. <laughs> but it was great. It was phenomenal. Yeah, you know what? I was 
about an hour from the top and I was like I'm not like I'm getting there I'm not telling anybody I'm feeling the way I'm feeling and I was like throw up all you want on the way down and yeah. that's what I did I made it to the top and on the way down and threw up oh, all the way down congratulations that's so amazing. anyways I went to I'd been to Tanzania before so I didn't I didn't want to fly there and just fly back so I went over to Uganda and I met in one of the I went and did the gorilla trekking and stuff okay. but I met this young man in one of the places I stayed and we became really good friends and he even like you know one day he he messaged me and it was I could tell it was really hard for him to ask and we had been friends for about six months and mm -hmm. he asked me he goes I can't pay my school bill mm -hmm. he goes would you mind sending me a hundred dollars something oh like that he's like that'll pay my whole he's like it's gonna take me a month to earn that it was a hundred dollars you know what I mean and it just to put it into perspective it's nothing you know like for for somebody here you know sure a hundred dollars is still yeah it's money but yeah but I was like I was like yeah of course you know yeah. I don't feel bad you know and um but it really puts it into perspective yeah, you know 100%. like he's got to work for a month just to pay his school bill and and this guy's taking I did the route he's doing he's, he's going like eight hour drive from work to school to yeah, Jesus. Yeah, wow. really puts things in mm -hmm, perspective. Mm -hmm. Gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we, I got a few more minutes with you. Before we do, you used to do what I'm doing right now. You used to interview yeah. talented people for eTalk. And yeah. Tell me about one of the most interesting interviews you ever conducted. Uh, most interesting interviews, I would say, I would say Jay Z. Okay. I would say Jay Z. There's a few. Um, I interviewed him. And I remember he was just on Oprah mm -hmm. before then I was doing my research and I saw him on Oprah show and he spoke about forgiving his father okay. for not being in his life and like, mm -hmm. all this stuff. And that he, he kept hitting this wall. Mm -hmm. um, even though to us he was successful, like it was right. Jay-Z, but to him, and his, he knew he, there was, he had more mm -hmm. to offer. And, it, and the roadblock was he was holding on forgiveness, bitterness. Mm -hmm. And so I shared that in the interview. Mm -hmm. I said, I saw it, and, I, and his eyes filled with water. And I said, you know, you, you actually helped me pick up the phone. Mm. Call my dad. Mm. You know, and I gave him a call and spoke through some things and started to, you know, mend that relationship. Yeah. And it was like the camera just disappeared. Yeah. And we had just a, a, an awesome conversation. And, you know, I remember he gave a little piece of advice because I gave my music and stuff. And there's a whole other thing about me almost being signed to Rock Nation. One of my biggest, like heartbreaks actually but anyway something else is gonna happen um but he said one piece of advice he gave was like you spend the shortest amount of time in the number one spot right so like what we spoke about earlier so mm -hmm. don't worry about don't mm -hmm. chase the number one yeah because outside of the number one that's what matters the most mm -hmm. and he shared that he's like building wells and you know i asked him what's his passion he says you know water Mm. Places giving places you know clean water. Yeah, and it's like he he pays attention if he's brushing his teeth, he turns off the water. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You that's something about him. I'm like people. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that was cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. What advice would you give to young interviewers or or journalists about what you've learned doing that? Uh, doing that, I'd say listen. Yeah, listen. Definitely listen, mm -hmm. and uh, don't be bound to your questions. Yeah. You know, catch the alley-oop. Mm -hmm. Catch the alley-oop. Yeah, they're going to say something and you're going to yeah. catch the alley-oop and, you know, yeah. build, build a question off of that. Um, the last thing I want to ask you about, because I'm super jealous about it, is tell me about your experience on The Amazing Race Canada. Ah! <laughs> I think that just happened, right? It just happened. Yeah. Did. It just happened. I've, I've tried out for Amazing have Race you? Canada myself. Yeah, and now my fiancé and I have... 
we want to try out. Do it. The next time. Yeah, yeah. Please. I tried out with, with the first season with, uh, you know, with my best friend, and yeah. we didn't get on. So, but tell me about your experience being on The Amazing Race. And who yeah, did so you do it with? I did it with my friend Kathy. Okay. Right? And so, um, my best friend in Kitchi couldn't, she couldn't, she have to be fi- you know, you have to be fully away for five weeks. Yeah, right. Off Which the is, grid. Yeah. Right? And uh, so, my best friend who runs technology at a very large bank, she couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. And then another friend of mine, um, Miranda, yeah, she couldn't leave her kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not saying that Kathy wasn't the person, right? Right, right. But, uh, so, so Kathy, my other friend, she came with me. Um, taught me a lot about myself, um, more so than even about our friendship. Our okay. friendship's still yeah. intact, but yeah. really it's about the relationship with myself. Right. The thoughts, um, the, 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 the shame even, mm-hmm. you know, like knowing like, like we got eliminated first, first, um, Oh no, really? Yeah. First episode. Then, oh, then no. they brought us back in. Okay. So watch the watch it. If you haven't watched yeah, it, yeah. watch it. But I want is to it on it. now? Like it's on it, now. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. I don't know if we can talk about it. No, we can talk about it. Yeah, okay. it's there, it's there. Okay. Right? So that's okay. But but go back and watch so. because there's more. Okay. So this season of all seasons, there was like all types of stuff. Okay. That's never happened in all eight seasons. Okay. Right? Okay. So imagine and and how and why we got eliminated. Yeah, yeah. Could have been prevented. Okay, and that's so frustrating. Here, what? Like that's and then, I, and then here's the ego, though. I'm like, oh right. my gosh, they they asked me to be on the show. I'm they Julie, asked you. They asked me to be on gotcha. the show. Gotcha. Okay. And I'm Julie, I'm Julie Black. They really had this vision of me making it far. And yeah. But then I realized, it's like you know what? I have to show grace under fire. Mm-hmm. That was my role. Right. I strike you as probably a pretty competitive person too. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with your physicality. You're right. No. Trained for so. it. Everything was fine, but the mm-hmm. men, that's why it's anybody's game. Yeah. Um, but it taught me, some, for instance, fast is slow and slow is fast. Mm-hmm. And I take that, I've taken that into yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Right? Run your race. Yeah. Always. Okay. Run your race. Doesn't matter what any j- other journalist is doing, other singer is mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Right? Other couples are doing. Mm hmm. Run your race. So one like one advice I've always told young because what I like you know it's one of those things if I can go back to high school I would do high school all over you know what I mean like right. but that's one of the things is like you know you can always look there's a, you're always gonna find someone that is quote unquote better right. better than you or whatever right. and that's I always tell, I tell my young cousins all the time do not compare yourself no, to them. No. your your journey is different from their journey and just. You know, do you? Yeah, that's it. Comparison itis. Yes, yes. That's an itis. It is, and it's a big itis. Yeah, it's a big itis. It's a big itis. Yeah. And you wake up when you're an adult, like, why was I even worried about that? Worried you know? about yeah. that. Uh, yeah. And then there's other, there's a whole other level of, you know, um, measuring yourself against other mm-hmm. people, and yeah. that's because of social media. I believe in social media. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I realized that there's. I say this in my in my talks, especially with the, the youth. Like mm-hmm. there's a prime time mm-hmm. and there's the mean time. Mm-hmm. We are watching people put up their prime time moments yeah. while we're sitting in our mean time. Yeah. So, yeah. But they they shot that in the meantime. Yeah. So don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Right. And so it's been uh, all of this it's from a, the Amazing Race putting out this album. Yeah. It's hundred strong and sexy. The power step back on the dating scene. Yeah. Like all the things are just like it's just living. Live yeah. your life. Yeah. I agree. You know what? I think that's a perfect message to wrap this episode into. Yeah. So, Julie, thank you so much. It's again, my pleasure. Again, I had a great time chatting with you. And, thank you. Uh, thank you for being on. Oh, I mean, I can't wait to just share it with everybody. Great. Thank yeah. you so much. It's my All pleasure. Right. Okay, bye.
Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.